And I'm like super excited about that. And I can see now like this, it was, it was this bumpy road, right? And it took me on this path and I see this bigger picture now on this platform and where it could possibly take me. So I'm just, I, I've changed I've shifted and changed my, my thought process. Like when something goes bad, it's now, thank you. Thank you for, for this, for, for not working out because I moved forward here and it's working out, you know? So great yeah. attitude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We, if we could bottle that attitude for everybody, I want everybody to have that a little bit of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, now, to be honest with you, like I have that attitude, but there's times where I have that breakdown in the shower, shower or whatever. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. I have such a treat for you today. I'm so excited. Consider this an early special holiday edition of Late Bloomer Living. We are going back in time to that golden era called the 1980s. Many months ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and I happened upon a video that made me stop my scroll. I I was so tickled because what I was looking at was funny and completely unique. It was a spot-on satirical throwback to the 1980s soap operas of my youth, and it was called Small Town Drama. It had one actress wearing ridiculous wigs playing every character, women, men, children, you name it. And it was done in an over-the-top style with a green screen background setting the scene for a small town convenience store. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. I instantly went to check to see if there were more videos. And of course there were. So I ended up watching several of them to catch up on the storyline and then joined the hundreds of thousands of people who were waiting for the next installment. So my guest today is Carmen Quintanilla Galahar. She is the video creator of the Small Town Drama series, which is the first ever social media soap opera series with over a million followers on TikTok. And she can now also be found on YouTube and Instagram where I found her. She also creates a variety of other 80s and 90s nostalgia skits, but her most popular series is the Small Town Drama. Now, Carmen wasn't always a video creator. First of all, she's a wife and a mom to five kids, and before she started creating videos, she was a teacher and a librarian in the Texas school system with latent dreams of becoming an actress. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to hear her story, so let's dive right in, and if you want to hear us get really silly, you gotta stick around to the end of the episode. Okay, without further ado, here's Carmen Quintanilla Galahar. Let's go. Hey, Carmen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you. So I found you on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know how long ago. 
and you know, you popped up in reels and there you were. And I was like, what the heck is this? This is so funny. (laughs) It must've been a small town drama episode. I was looking through all of you. I was prepping for this interview today and I was looking at like the, the different things that you're doing on your Instagram feed. So I I love this whole eighties throwback feel to it. And then you've got these different things that you do. So you've got your small town drama, which is the soap opera, which which is hilarious. And you play all the characters and you've got all the wigs for all the characters and green screen background with, uh, I I just don't even know how to do all this. (laughs) And then you've got your memorabilia and uh, your 80s throwbacks. How do you know if something was super fancy in the 80s? That totally (laughs) Uh, I, I grew up in a high school that was super fancy. Like we, we had some super fancy kids or super, how do you know when a kid's super rich? I love when you do those episodes. Yeah. Um, and I love Nikki at Blockbuster cause she's always so kind of dour. Uh, she's um, a totally rad video. Totally not- rad video. Right, right. <laughs> it's not Blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so yeah. totally rad video, hilarious. All the things that we had to go through to rent a video back in the eighties. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, a blood sample, and, then, basically. <laughs> and then your Carmen and Billy series, you know, you've just got all these little things and you play all the characters and it's funny and there's something comforting about it because I grew up in that era a lot. I mean, I'm older than you, but the eighties, I was in high school in the eighties. I'm going to guess you might've been in junior high. Yeah. I was in junior high. Right. Um, So you can tell we're Gen X because we say junior high right now it's middle school. We're like, no, we went to junior high. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm excited to talk to you because especially finding out that you were a teacher and that you started doing this and I guess you were doing it for fun. I don't, mm-hmm. what, what prompted you to start doing these, these video series? Uh, I think like a lot of people, it was the pandemic, right. That started us even on getting on TikTok and. And you I, started on TikTok actually, right. That was. I started that. Was, that t- yes. Right. TikTok, uh, Instagram had been around a while and I had a Facebook and I had and then I got TikTok and I, I couldn't figure out Instagram for the life of me, or I didn't want to take the time to do it at that point. Uh, but I started making videos on TikTok and I started doing some original content, which at the time was not, you know, looked uh, highly upon. Everybody was doing the lip syncing and stuff and dancing. And I was like, I am not going to do that. I mean, if you do, that's great, but I, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Uh, So I kind of started doing lip syncing and then I got tired of that. And so I started doing my own thing and I started making these skits, which is something that I really love to do. And I haven't stopped since then. (laughs) Gosh, they are so much fun. They are so much fun. And you've got the green screen. How do you get those, those, those photo backgrounds for the, for the green screen? Like they're so spot on. Like you've got the video store, you've got the, you know, one of your small town drama, Miss Sherry runs a convenience store and you've got those picture of the potato chips behind the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the de- the detail that you put into this is- I try to look for some like royalty free pictures and stuff. And I actually want to design my own version now 
And uh, now that I have, you know, I would think since I, I'm doing this full time now, I have all this time, but I don't, <laughs> I, I run out of time for everything. And it's like, oh my God, how was I doing this and working full time? Uh, oh, but you, I we do, haven't even mentioned you have five kids. And I have five kids. Yes. Five kids. <laughs> yeah. I am so amazed at what you're able to do. Um, just incredible. When you were teaching, what grade were you teaching? So I used to teach middle school. I, I taught elementary middle school. Then I became a school librarian for elementary. Then I was an instructional coach for reading. Then I went back to the library because I was like, okay, I want it, I want it to be easier. You know, instructional coaching took a lot of my time. And so I went back to the library when I, so that I could do that and these videos. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to try to do this 100%. And I quit in the summer, I resigned, and I have been doing this ever since. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. What, at what point did you, what, what was, what was the, the thing that made you go, oh, I could do this full time? Was, uh, was there a turning point in your viewership or what happened? My viewership, I, when I hit a million, I was like, okay, I started thinking about doing this full time. And then I decided to go into Instagram and I started gaining viewers there. And then I went into Facebook and started, and so I said, you know what, I think I can make this work. It's not easy. It's a struggle, right? Uh, but I think that's what it was. I was like, okay, I'm now on these other platforms and I need to see where I can take this. And I did a lot over the summer. Uh, we had, you know, we had the summer off and I had a lot of time to reflect about things. And I was not at that point, I was not, I, I pictured myself, I just, I do a lot of, <laughs> picturing in my head, I pictured myself going back into, to work. And I was just miserable, like thinking about that. And then I pictured myself doing this and th this made me smile. This didn't make me smile anymore. And I, I, I decided I had to do it. <laughs> I love that answer. And I hope everybody heard that answer. <laughs> I mean, really heard it because yeah. that is, is huge. Like we, you know, we, we get into life, I think, and doing the thing that, um, that at some point in life, it seemed like the right thing to do. And maybe it's, it was at that point. And then, you know, I think midlife is an opportunity to reevaluate. I, I think so often part of what's called the midlife crisis is actually just natural evolution. And sometimes it means that what fit before doesn't fit anymore, May or maybe it never fit, and we just feel stuck in it and don't feel the power to step outside of it. And I admire that you have taken that step. Yeah. It's incredible. I, um, one of the things that I, there's this saying, and I'm going to chop it up or whatever it's God will make you feel uncomfortable to make you move, right? Mm -hmm. So for the past, few years I I used to I I loved my job and I loved the, the people that I work with and over the past couple of years it wasn't like that anymore it changed education changed everybody knows how what 
especially after the pandemic, what it turns into. And so I was at the one job that I had been at forever and things changed and I got uncomfortable and I reflected on that. And I said, I'm going to go back into the library closer to home. Maybe that will help me. And I did that. And then I got there and things were worse. Uh, I was 45, 46 at the time when it were 45 when I started 46 now. And it was tough for me to make that shift to a new school from somewhere that I had been for so long. And I was just miserable. And I made this shift and there's, I'm, I'm a totally different person from where I was last year. So I think I made the right decision. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. And I'll say that um, for me, I can relate to that in starting the podcast. It took me two years to decide to actually do the podcast. It was an idea niggling in the back of my head for a couple of years, but I didn't feel like I had time or money or energy to divert because I have a, a couple of kids, not five, but a couple <laughs> of kids and feel plenty busy with that um, on top of a photography business that I've been trying to grow. And I was like, no, I got to stay focused, stay focused, Yvonne, mm -hmm. stay focused. And uh, finally it wouldn't leave me alone. And I, and I, right before the pandemic, I made the decision to actually do it. And, uh, and then the pandemic is actually what helped me uh, speed up the process. Cause all of a sudden I had no, I couldn't do photography gigs and I had the time to learn how to produce a podcast, how to build a website, how to, mm -hmm do all the parts and it has changed my life completely. The podcast fills my heart being yeah. able to have conversations and meet somebody like you. And it, and it keeps fueling my fire to keep wanting to explore what's next as I get older and not settle, you know? Right. I think that's, that's, you know, not settling as we get older, you don't want to settle anymore. You don't, you want to do what fills your heart and we think with our head right and it's always follow your heart and it's hard to do it's hard to follow your heart because there's fear when you follow your heart mm -hmm. and then once you let that fear go and you're just like it's going to work out i had this professor when i went to um, get my master's for administration in education his thing was like it'll all work out it'll all work out and we would be stressed and whatever and it did it all worked out no matter what, it all worked out. So that's another thing that I keep in my head. It's all going to work out. It might not be the smoothest, you know, road, but it will work out. Yeah. And it may not look like what you thought you wanted in the beginning either. Mm -hmm. And I think about my worries and like you said, it all works out mm -hmm. and in ways that I could never have seen things have, have worked out always. And every time I step into doing something, that doesn't have a clear outcome, but I step into doing it with some faith. And, uh, if, as long as it's something I want, you know, yeah. somehow things do work out. It sure does. You know, I, I've been on TikTok for what, like a couple of years and you know, you go through ups and downs in social media. And right now on TikTok, I I'm, I'm, a, it's a little down, right? So one of the things that that did is push me in another direction. So I 
decided I'm going to try YouTube, right? And I and I started maybe eight months ago on YouTube and I posted a few videos and I just posted like one a month or whatever. And I just like was like, I wasn't into YouTube because I was all into all in here. And then I decided maybe last month, you know what? I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to go ahead and post daily, right? Because things aren't working out over here. I need to push myself somewhere else. So I did that and I grew uh, up to, I'm, I'm over a hundred thousand subscribers. So I went to, it took me, oh gosh, months to get to a thousand. And then all of a sudden I started with consistency, posting, building a community over there. I'm now verified over there within this short time. Wow. You know, I, when something, and, and that's what I, I see now when something's not working in one place, I move somewhere else, or I, I I'm going to reinvent myself on TikTok. So that's one of the other things that I'm working on. So because this was down, which I'm thankful that TikTok was down for me, uh, it made me move over here at YouTube where I'm like the success is growing on YouTube. And I'm like super excited about that. And I can see now like this, it was, it was this bumpy road, right? And it took me on this path and I see this bigger picture now on this platform and where it could possibly take me. So I'm just, I, I've changed I've shifted and changed my, my thought process. Like when something goes bad, it's now, thank you. Thank you for, for this, for, for not working out because I moved forward here and it's working out, you know? So great. Yeah. attitude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We, if we could bottle that attitude for everybody, I want everybody to have that a little bit of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, now to be honest with you, like I have that attitude, but there's times where I have that breakdown in the shower, shower or whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah. Allow myself that craziness and, you know, I'll be in the house and I'll be like walking around and you know, the kids are like, oh, don't bother her. Uh, something went, <laughs> something's wrong on uh, one of the platforms or something, you know, uh, and then I'm back to normal, you know, and then I start thinking I, I'll go to, I've created this vision board on uh, Google drive for myself with the greatest sayings that I, that I, that I find on Facebook or Instagram. And I post them in there, uh, place them in there. And when I'm feeling down, I go back and I look at them. I can pull them up on my phone. I can pull them up on my iPad, on my computer. And I just reflect on those. And I'm like, it's all going to work out. <laughs> it's, this is all for a reason that this is happening. So, yeah. yeah fantastic. So <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Um, oh God, I have so many questions. So where did the obsession with the eighties memorabilia when did it start? Why did it start? Did you find one thing that then led you to, cause you've got a whole collection of memorabilia, right? I have a whole collection. You can see some of the stuff. This is just part of one wall that's behind me. So for people who don't her and aren't watching it, cause this is a podcast for people who aren't looking at what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. I see a Doritos bag behind you. Is that an eighties <laughs> Dorito bag? I see Aquanet. <laughs> yes. And then I did a Primo commercial yesterday of a fake primo commercial. So I have that. And then I've got my trapper keepers up there, like the original trapper keepers and some my caboodles. Actually, somebody gave me this rainbow bright because I have a video that I did of my um, nostalgia room tour. And a lot of people like 
kept asking, do you have Rainbow Bright? Do you have her? And I was like, no. So somebody sent me, you know, got me. They're like, I saw in your comments that you didn't have one. So I got you one. I was like, oh, so sweet. <laughs> so this is um, when you really know you've made it, Carmen, is when people start just sending you things just because they love what you're doing so much. That's amazing. And is that Miss Loretta's wig I see hanging on the that shelf? That is Miss Loretta's wig. <laughs> behind, in front of me, which is behind this computer, I have all my other wigs. Uh, do you have a wall of wigs it's yeah I have a bunch of wig stands and it's just all on wig stands <laughs> and I uh at one point right I had uh, somebody who would help me come clean the house and I was like I wonder what she thinks when she sees all these wigs like this lady's crazy <laughs> so where did it start what what started this I want to say it started I made a video and I had some things I had some of this stuff here but it was all in boxes and so I started pulling things out and uh that that's what started it and then I just continued to do more videos I did I my husband found his old um uh what do you call it Walkman and I did a video with that and just anything that we could find that we had we pulled out and started using I love your old phones. How many, oh, how many old like novelty eighties landline phones do you have? Oh I have the lips phone, right? Which was made popular by uh, full house, the hamburger phone. Somebody sent me a hamburger phone. I've got Mickey mouse Garfield. Um, and I have a few others that are just like a regular, like older phone. And then I have the light up phone from the nineties. Cause I remember having a light up phone and that was great. Cause you could turn off the ringer and you would see it light up and you knew it was ringing. So I would go turn off my parents ringer in their bedroom and then just have mine. Cause I knew my friends would be calling like super late at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That takes me right in. I mean, uh, hilarious. <laughs> the things we do as teenagers, right? So there's another question that I have for you. The small town drama episode, that part of what you do as part of your videos, if there's so many soap opera tropes that you have totally nailed, I, I will say <laughs> my mom and grandma were big fans of uh, Days of Our Lives. I, and that's come up on, on your series. I've yeah. seen that at least once with some reference to Bo and Hope. Um, and uh, so, and I watched it with them, you know, and uh, man, they, soap operas were just, they were such a powerful thing at that point in time. And, and you have taken it to like this sublime satirical uh, point with what you're doing. Um playing all the care. You must be having so much fun. Tell me a little bit about the background of soap operas and um, how that, like how, how deep into your DNA is that? Like, where'd that come from in your life? My gosh, growing up, I loved soap operas, daytime and nighttime soap operas. You know, I got to see my daytime soap operas, especially in the summer. And that was super, I could, I mean, I was hooked as a child even in college, like in the nineties, Bo and Hope, I loved, they were my favorite couple. Uh, they, I think at one point she was kidnapped and she was taken to an Island far away and he married Billy and this and that. And I dropped a class to see this 
<laughs> to see this play out. Um, so I grew up with my daytime soaps, my nighttime soaps. I lived for Dallas, Dynasty, Knott's Landing, Falcon Crest, all of it. I loved it. And one of the characters or two of the characters actually in my soap opera, right? One of them is named Bobby. And that was inspired from, of course, Dallas. Dallas, right. And then I eventually came up with the name, which is his brother-in-law, which is Junior, uh, which is JR. JR. <laughs> so I <laughs> try to incorporate <laughs> little things so that people who are actually from our time are like, can like, oh my gosh, this is from this. And then I have a new character and her, she's a judge and her last name is Demira. So that's from. And she uh, is wicked. She's, Ooh, she's wicked. wicked. <laughs> she is wicked. She doesn't have a first name, but people are asked, is her name Stephanie? So her name's going to be Stephanie Demira. Uh, Cause of course of the infamous Stefano, right? <laughs> so I try to bring in those little pieces. Um, just to for, for people who, who like, oh my god is it rick is is rick um rick hasselhoff is that his last name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i came up with rick hasselhoff so the character of rick before i even started small town drama he i got the inspiration for him from three's company from jack and larry dallas right uh, um because you know how there were these like players and yeah. love the game, especially larry so i i created him you know from these two characters because I loved watching Three's Company as a kid. My so God. a lot of 80s inspiration, uh, whether it's a soap opera or a sitcom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a I have a reveal for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. For okay. So are you are you on a laptop real quick question? Is my question? I'm on a okay, take your laptop and pull it down a little bit because I see your shirt. I've seen okay. tips of oh. bits of your okay. Yes. So because I might pull this video. I have a reveal for you. Uh oh. Oh, you've got the shirt. <laughs> well, hello. well, hey there, darling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wasn't nice. sure when I was going to reveal that to you. I didn't want to do it right away and make you be like, oh my gosh, this girl is fangirling all over me. Oh, I love but... <laughs> it. Thank you. Send me a picture because I want to put it on my Instagram for people who have merch. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea of what I'm going to do for you. So I love this shirt. Well, it says, well, hey there, darling, which is what Miss Sherry says, right? Whenever yes. anybody comes into her convenience store. Um, just hilarious. And I saw the the video that you did when you first, I think it must have been when you first came out with your shirts. And it was, uh, you know, Oh gosh, what's her name? The, the Bobby's sister, Caroline. 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 So yeah. Caroline comes in and she's wearing the shirt that says "Tell your daddy I said hi," yeah. and 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 you as Miss Sherry are wearing the "Well, hello there, darling" yeah. shirt, and and they have this whole cat fight kind of exchange. Yeah. They and hate they, each other. They hate each other, <laughs> and then and then there's the moment where she's like, "But that is a nice shirt you wear." And Sherry <laughs> says that to Caroline, and Caroline's like, "Oh well, thank you very much." And then they, you did this funny thing in the video where you like did this little booby kind of shake. <laughs> yeah. 
with like up to the camera and it was like the most i'm gonna tell you it was the most shameless plug of merchandise <laughs> the funniest most genius way it was about ever... making your boobs look perky in this shirt and people were just like oh my god <laughs> it was hilarious i i was like i'm ordering that shirt i gotta support this woman because that was just a genius way to introduce men merchandise for what you're doing and you need to be supported for what you're doing because i can tell how much work it is yeah it's what's crazy is it is a lot of work and it doesn't feel like work like I have worked I work harder than I've ever worked before and even when I was working as an instructional coach getting to work you know at seven o'clock leaving at six o'clock um this is still more than that but it doesn't feel like it and I just I love it you know from writing to the acting, the costuming, I mean, everything, the editing. I, I just love what I do. Not and to say that it's not a one woman show, right? This I'm a one like woman show. All yeah. you. Yeah, I, I play the male characters, the female characters, the kid characters, the teen characters, the whole, the whole. You write, you, you do your own costuming, your backgrounds, your editing all of it right yeah. that that is as somebody who has dipped her toes into doing reels I can tell you how long it takes me to do a simple tiny little reel and get it to where I like it and I'm just doing like little silly things I can't imagine the amount of time that goes into prepping this I feel like you as a teacher I think teachers and people who are um who have lawyer training this is something I've noticed about those two professions is that there's such a high level of organization skill mm -hmm. that goes into those professions of just being able like time management. And I feel like, do you feel like that, that am I on target? Has that served you coming like that part of your background? Has it served you going into it, what you're doing? It does. Like, especially being a teacher, I, I've, I've taught at different places where the, there's uh high budget, low budget, always low budget, right? And we make it work with what we have. And I've made everything work with what I have. And we're always like on the go, go, go. Um, one of the things though, is I am the worst procrastinator, like nobody's business. And I have an attention span of a gnat. Um, You're giving me so, hope, Carmen. You're giving me hope. <laughs> it is like I will be working on something. I'll be writing a script, and then I'm like, "Oh, I got a message, and I've got to answer this." And I'm back and forth. This has been my whole life, right? And I've always thought this is wrong. Like this, it, it works for me, and this is what I do. And I have now learned to accept the way that I work, so I don't get as stressed anymore when I'm down to the wire and down to the last minute. Cause like when I put on the show, like for the small town drama, I, they, it comes out every now, every Monday and Thursday, I switch the times, the days. I shoot the show that day and, and put it out the same day because I, I, that's my life. Everything is at the last minute. And wow. that's, I, that's how I fuel myself. Um, and it works for me. <laughs> now, I, when you and I talked, um, we had like a get to know you call and we talked and, I, and um, you mentioned that you had originally, you wanted to be an actress in your, yes. in your youth, right? Yes. And so here you are, you've come back and you are acting, creating, you've created your own universe to play in. 
Can you tell me a little bit about what what young Carmen thought being an actress would look like and maybe what diverted you from doing that when you were younger? And when I was younger, I I had the worst low, I had low self-esteem like about myself. And this is just, um, I let that dr- like deter me from things. Uh, anything anybody said or anything I took to heart, like I always took that to heart. And I, I'm always deep in my head, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And I would let those, anything that was bad, like just overshadow, like just anything else. Um, so when I was younger and I wanted to act, I didn't let myself because I didn't think I was good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, this, that, or whatever. So I went another way and I went safe and the safe thing for me. And I wanted to be a teacher growing up. Uh, that was one of the things that I, you know, also that I wanted to be. And as a kid, I used to volunteer in the library, do this and that. So I thought when I made it to the library, I had hit it big. I had done, you know, hit my dreams and I had shoved all the other uh, things down about the acting, right? Cause I was like, that's, it's not gonna happen. I let myself do that. And my friends were always like, you're so funny. You're so this, you're so that. Like, why don't you like do this? So about 2007, 2006 or so, I decided that I was going to like, take a shot at it again. And I just started doing some things. And I was like, um, what was that TV show Friday Night Lights? I did a little bit of stuff like that, but just as an extra, but I would always get chosen to like be up in front of the camera for some reason. Right. And I was just, I was like, oh man, I love this. And then I started doing this uh, in town. They had this casting call for this like little independent movie. And this person who was the director was this horrible, mean woman who just was horrible and she said something to me and I just like I said you know what I'm done like with this I made I'm not built for this then I decided um to that I wanted to do this acting school in New York which was for film it was a New York Film Academy and I had paid for it and then I never went and then all of a sudden I decided to go probably in 2009 and I did it and I loved it right but still Everybody who was there was from all over the world, were very young. I was in my 30s probably at the time where they were in their 20s, beautiful. Just, I was like, no, I, I you know, That's and I made great friendships. It is. Yeah. And I made great friendships from these people and, and they were like, you, you should do it. Like, you're hilarious. Like, do, do it. And I didn't. And what happened was I, um, my kids came along. So I, I don't know if I told you, I adopted all five of my kids. Um, so I, they're actually from my family, from my sister. Okay. So my sister passed away in 2008 and she had, she, her daughter got pregnant and I adopted the first, my first child from her. Um, and then she got into some issues and she, she kept getting pregnant and pregnant and and I kept adopting my kids. So that took a lot of my time. So that happened right after that whole, Wow. Um, so I, I was where I needed to be at the time where it was safe. Right. Uh, which was teaching. And 
I, I truly believe that I was on the path that I needed to be to get to, to where I am now. Now it's a lot longer than I, you know, would have, have hoped it to be. And it's a different path. It's a different type of acting than what I saw before. Um, but I like where I am right now. And 20 year old me wouldn't not be able to do what 46 year old me is doing. Cause I would have not got, uh, put myself in front of the camera. I would not have put myself into where, you know, sometimes you get these comments and stuff. And I, at my age, I could care less about what you, you know, say in, in my comment section. Um, but I really don't get a lot of hate, which is good every once in a while, but you know, 20 year old me couldn't handle it though. 46 year old me is loves it. I hear you. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm, my head is exploding right now. Cause I will tell you all I ever wanted to be when I was uh, growing up was an actress. Yeah. That was, that was it for me. I, I knew from the time I was six or seven, that that's what I wanted to do. My heroes are uh, female comedian actresses, Lucille Ball. Oh my God. Kel Burnett. Uh, Goldie Hawn was, you know, huge when I was growing up. So I, I was a huge Goldie Hawn fan. Um, and I, and I, I knew I wanted to move to New York. I grew mm -hmm. up in Texas. You're in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm near San Antonio. Right. Right. And I grew up in El Paso, Texas. So it, how far from New York can you be? Um, but that's where I wanted to move. And I, and I, I finally moved in my mid twenties, um, after, you know, to make a long story short, I made the move in my mid twenties, not having a job, not having a place to live, not having anything. And again, it's one of those instances in which everything worked out. I, I did prepare for it. I had money saved and it's like that thing where you step and then, and the net is there. And mm -hmm. that's what happened. I didn't have the career success that I would have hoped for, mm -hmm. but I learned so much about myself in the process and because I was in my mid twenties and because I'm a woman, that means I was old for the industry. And mm -hmm. also I've never felt like I was pretty enough to be, you know, a film actress or whatever. It's a really interesting career to try to wrap your head around mm -hmm. and what I love. And I guess where I'm going with this is what I love mm -hmm. about what you're doing. You said it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like. Right. And I, what it is, is that you, like I said, you've created your own universe <laughs> and part of it is, is your age. And part of it is like this, the timing of the world we live in, where we have access to these tools that we didn't have back then. These powerful cameras in our phone that do video, these platforms that we can put our stuff out to, there are no gatekeepers keeping people, creatives from doing what they love if they're willing to step in to take charge of it the way you have. Yeah. And I'm just so inspired by it. <laughs> I, um, it always is, amazes me, right? Like that people will say something like that. Like I'm inspired by what you're doing, right? Because sometimes it's like, oh man, what am I doing? Like I'm, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I hear this and I'm like, yeah, I'm on the right path. Yeah, I think you are.
I think you are. Oh my goodness. So I have a little fun idea. <laughs> a little fun idea. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to expose my shirt again. <laughs> well, hi there, darling. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to do a little skit with you. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll be, I'll be Caroline. And Sherry. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> I'm going to come in and, 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 and get, you know, naughty with you and tell you, I don't want you to have anything to do with my brother and you, and you can tell me be gone, Harlan. Be gone, Trollop. Uh, all right. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> I'm laughing. You just stay away. <laughs> By the way, all, all of, Carmen's characters have Texas accents. Oh, yeah, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is about that is I'm I'm Hispanic. I don't know if you I I'm I'm Latina. Both my parents are Mexican. So. Yeah, and it's hilarious <laughs> because all of your stuff is like the full on Texas accent. El, El Paso like is so far away from the rest of Texas. By the way, that you know I grew up with a little bit of a Texas mm. accent, but not super strong. But if yeah. I'm but I can easily easily it comes out well I can hear your accent that you have a Texas accent when I'm talking with my friends where I let my like professionalism go people are like what accent is that like what are you what are you and I'm like uh, <laughs> I am a human being <laughs> did you did you grow up in San Antonio because we didn't I grew up in a town south of San Antonio called Floresville gotcha so is that what your small town, town is based on yeah, it's based on that town and oh, just man. growing up there and <laughs> all the ridiculousness that happened there. <laughs> so some of my friends will like message me and they're like, hey, is this the store that you're talking about? Or if it's about a boy, was it when you were dating this person? Or like I ha even had like an old like person, like not old person, old boyfriendish kind of like, is that our story? Like, are you going to do a story about us? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And now there, there is another side. Now oh, I have one more question I wanted to ask you is you've got the Carmen and Billy and your husband's name's Billy, right? His name is Billy and it's not that Billy. So I created what was a Gen X junior high off of the skit that I made from a three-way calling. And this is how like both series started. I, I, I start, I did a, a video and people in the comment section wanted a part two and then a part three. So that's how Gen X junior high got started and that's how small town drama got started was from the comment section of people asking I need the next part I need the next part <laughs> oh, fun. but I named the character Billy from Gen X Junior High because he used to be stupid Billy uh, one day when my husband really ticked me <laughs> off and I take I, I use that right to fuel my uh, videos and I use the stupid Billy and he saw the video he's like you're something else. <laughs> this is when you were mad at me, Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> there was another, as I was, as I was really like, you know, going through your feed and kind of catching up on all your stuff for, for research. And there was one thing that you put out that just made me laugh so hard where you're like, listen, if you put me on conference call and, uh, and I say something on the conference call, you put me on, don't yeah. be, are, yeah. are you that person? You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm horrible. My husband too, like he puts me on speakerphone and he's, a, he's a, also a teacher. 
and oh, he's speakerphone. Like, that yeah. was it. Yeah. And he's like, why did you? I said, you know better not to put me on speakerphone. I am not the type of person <laughs> that can be on speakerphone. My uh, filter is just, ugh, I have none. <laughs> and I, I'm keeping it under control right now. Uh, but <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. So normally when I say goodbye to guests, I, it's just goodbye and thank you. We're going to do a little different today because I'm inspired. We're going to have a be gone kind of dramatic exit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> if you're willing. I'm willing. All right. All I'm right. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right. Listen, Miss Sherry, you just stay away from my brother, Billy. <laughs> oh, I think you mean Bobby. You don't Bobby, even know your own right. brother's name. Bobby. I will I will stay with Bobby as long as I want. You need to worry about your own marriage. <laughs> well, I've never heard such a thing, you trollop. <laughs> Be gone now, you filthy trollop, and stay away from my store until your husband, Miss Sherry, said hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was so uh, much fun. It was fun. Uh, thank you for making me feel so comfortable. Like I was talking to someone, a friend that I've known for years. <laughs> I feel the same way. Thank you. <laughs> well, there you have it. And man, did I have fun. I loved talking to Carmen. I really do feel like I made a new friend. Oh, and I've been exploring more of her other videos on TikTok and YouTube since I spoke with her. And I have to say, I think she was on her best behavior for this conversation because that girl can get saucy. <laughs> if you want to brighten up your social media feed with laughter and nostalgia, I really recommend that you follow Carmen on TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram. I'll have links in the show notes to all the things. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 121. And if you are feeling the extra stress of the holidays and it's bringing up feelings of being stuck in a rut, I want to share a gift with you. I created a free guide designed to help you shake things up. It's a workbook called Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot. And you will find the link to sign up for that in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon. <laughs>